0: This is Happy Monkey.
1: Happy this is Happy Monkey. Monkey! Happy Monkey! To take your call,
0: please leave a message after the tone. Hello, Black Rose. My name is Monty. I have a quick question. How did you get um? How did you guys get the uh, QR code to be spray painted on the sidewalk? I would love to know, like, how I made that happen. What kind of service you use or whatever. All right, let's go. Yes, 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 everybody, we are here at the Happy Monkey Podcast, smoking it up, and we got this lovely ass queen here, I've been kind of waiting for this one, actually, because I've been working for this interview right here for a little long time, we've been kind of going back and forth, but then COVID came, you know, all this shit, man, but again, it's very, very dope to have this queen, do you want to give them more details, Mr. Vladimir? Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, today's a very special guest, you guys know we always love to bring the boss queens in here, this one is special, though, because... She's originally from New York. Yes, has yes. now been spreading her word about cultivation hashish she concentrates throughout the world. Yes, and we're honored yes. to have her here on the boulevard. Our sister from yes. another Panamanian mother, yes. the, the Dang Dan 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 Dutchess. <laughs> yes. oh, that was
1: the best intro. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. New York, I miss you. Yeah,
0: it Please yeah. reintroduce yourself. Let everybody know where they can find you, social media, all the good shit.
1: Sure. I believe in branding. So everywhere you can find me at the Dank Duchess. And there is no tea in Duchess, darlings. On my website, thedankduchess.com, every bit of social media you can think of, the Dank Duchess.
0: Yes, 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 everybody. Again, you know, this is after 420 and we were kind of finally in, um, introduced right. on 420, right? Because we didn't get, we haven't yeah, really hey, look, been I didn't able make it to anybody see anybody each other. Else's party. Oh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you because we know you else came else from Friday. far.
1: I got to your Friday and I had such a good time. That's the truth.
0: Absolutely. Can we talk about that That chillum that you gave me?
1: Hey, you know, I have a little chillum here oh, also. That was nice. Oh, that was
0: nice. That was, nice. That was, that was dope. That was dope. that was dope. We'll go into that deeper, man. But first, let's get into Duchess first. Let's get into little young Dutchess. Let's talk about... When Duchess first got high, can you please tell me when was the first time you got high? Can you I remember? Was, oh,
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> You'll come to find I'm really stickler about things like this. Boom. I wasn't actually young. <laughs> I was 23. You was mm. grown. I was grown. I was outside of college and everything because I was hmm. super, super anti canvas Just say no, like I said. Uh, right. right. That Reagan. Sorry. That Reaganomics. That Reaganomics. That Reaganomics. <laughs> that Reagan yes, up. yes. Just say Nancy no. Nancy Reagan. So like, For real. So I met this guy who was super smart, but this dude smoked so much weed. It was like, dude. And for two years, we lived together like right off the top. And I was on him. I was like, why would you do that? Weed is the worst. Weed is the worst. So I'm talking about 2002, 2003. I am like, weed is the worst thing ever. And then what happened, and this is how I feel like about everything with regard to cannabis. A piece of glass, part of the whole network whole to me just the way I feel about my chillum mm. and I'm all into like the peace that you're experiencing cannabis with that glass was on the table in the kitchen and I remember I said to him Nick I'm going to try it now. This dude flew from the living room. Like <laughs> flew with the fire, right? And so the thing is, I was a math major in, in in college. And growing up, I mean, I'm not traumatized anymore, but growing up, I was real funny looking. I, like, had to grow into my looks. But I was really, really smart, right? Math major in college. So all I had to depend on was my was my smarts. I, didn't, I wasn't someone who was going to be depending on looks because I didn't have that until way, way late, right? And... I was taking all risk at this moment to take one puff. I don't believe that though, but okay, I'm just saying. I was funny looking. Not for real, I I had all kinds of trauma and therapy about being funny looking. (laughs) I had all kinds of things. And um, what happened is I took that puff and immediately, I'm talking about immediately, did some differential equations, which is advanced level calculus, and I was like... My brain is still here. Those fuckers lie. That was it. Like, literally, I immediately <laughs> turned around that day. I came down that day, and I was a little bit scared because, you know, the first time you come down, it's a little bit foggy, and I was like, oh, my God, I have turned stupid. But by the next day, and I was fine, within three months, we were growing. That's just how That's crazy. That's how my oh, personality grew. So oh, you, you remember,
0: in. like, whether it was a joint... Uh, the, well, she said it was, was a, a glass piece. a
1: glass piece that right. was like, shaped like a teardrop, a big, fat thing. So it was,
0: like, it was a, just, like a bomb kind of thing? Or like no, a, just, no like just a, it just was, a pipe. Right, like a, so just okay. a fat
1: pipe, and it was just such a nice shape. It was so comely. Like I really care about the aesthetics of like when I make my hash or whatever I do, how it comes across as an artist, that, that appeals to me. And this piece of glass, which I had seen often just at that moment, that was the time for me and cannabis to get to know each other. And like I said, within three months I was growing because I, I'm i a kind of person, I like something or I don't like it. I'm very... There's no really in between. And once I realized that there were shades of gray between my two extremes with my logical mind, I wanted to explore everything. And so I literally smoked us broke. So we had to grow weed (laughs) because we couldn't afford it. And we grew a whole bunch of really, really crappy weed for the first couple years because we live in Florida. That's the big thing, right? We live in Florida. We live in Miami. It's illegal. is legalized oh like this is i know i got my this is I know what 2004 it is. 2005 yeah i my was next, down there my next door neighbor is this cop and he is i mean i tell people he is mr officer friendly super i mean we oh, had my. this like we had Wilma, right? We had Wilma, Hurricane Wilma. No one has any power. We're all trying to, like, communally deal with each other. And I just want to have a little joint. This dude's coming up with with the beer. He wants to, like, chill. Hey, how you doing? I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to smoke. And I'm just growing weed, like, right here. I need you to leave me type of thing. Um, but we grew weed for 10 years. Um, and without the ability to really interact with a lot of people because, I was a... You had to live in the shadows. I had to live in the shadows, and that, that actually was driving me a little bit crazy. Not, like, just saying it, like, just throwing it out there. No, I was going a little bit crazy because I had a complete two completely different lives. One, I was growing weed, and, like, I was involved with weed culture, just me and my husband and a f- just a few people, and the other one, huge into my sorority, right. like the people who I'm involved with, I like Congress people. like, you know, I help my... My sorority sister get to conference, it was, it was, those people totally did not know at all what was going on over here, but I knew this was important, and um, it took, like, a big trauma in my career, my husband had, we had a massage company, uh, which we did all the, like, celebrities in South Beach, we went to your home office, yacht, wherever, and we went on tour with this celebrity, and we were there for a year, and we lost the contract, and I, like, went into a a year-long depression, I was super, super just stressed out, like, where am I going? my life, and I knew I wanted to do cannabis, and I wanted to grow a lot more cannabis, so we went out west. We went out west, we went to Denver to see the Cannabis Cup in Denver, Mm -hmm. then we went to Seattle, and when we saw, like, how much... Candace was changing people's lives. No matter how fantastic life was in South Beach, because it was fantastic. <laughs> um, I was just like, we need to go. We need to go out. So we went to Amsterdam for um, a bit. Even though we were growing, I didn't know the, how the industry rolled, and it's even different now because now, like corporate. Since y'all deal with corporate and culture, corporate is asking for some sort of certification and such like yes, that. That's In 2013, 2014, I figured that might be a case. So I was just like, Oakstadam is the school. I went to Oakstadam came valedictorian, because, you know, I knew how to grow weed, and then, like, and then and then went to make a totally different kind of concentrate than I make now. First kind of concentrate I made is CO2, because in Seattle in 2013, everybody was smoking on these pens. My husband really liked that, so we, like, badgered this one company. They told us afterwards they thought we were DEA, because we were, like, so on top of them. Like, you have to give us a chance, please. We won't, we won't, Get paid, anything, just we want to get involved in the cannabis industry. And the funny thing is, like, look, I know everyone doesn't have the opportunity to kind of be like that. But the best thing I have found in this industry has been being willing to just throw yourself at a situation knowing that you probably going to make be lower than freaking minimum minimum wage manufacturing all the stuff but that doesn't matter because that amount of time is actually fairly short for the like springboard that that is going to afford you you know what i'm saying and so I, i went there i didn't i had gone from never holding more than a quarter pound of weed in my hand besides what I was growing to like processing 11 pounds of weed a day. I was like, you need to make CO 2. I was like, what what is going on? Of course, now I know about like huge amounts of weed so 11 pounds doesn't seem like anything but like, I was like, I have to it's comfortable, you right. know, living the life that people right now, and you like, looking on Instagram, oh, you living in the Miami Beach, and you chilling, yeah, and, and shade, that's, yeah. it, in a way, that's comfortable because I knew how to do that, and it was fun, and it's self-gratifying, and it's validating in its own way, plus everybody's right. like, oh, my God, this was your client, but I knew Canvas was going to do something totally different, and since so 2014, just moved out to California. We knew one person, the dean of Oaksterdam. And that was it. We knew that one person. And that like started my my path, this idea that like you just have to keep just throwing yourself at stuff at your own cost initially and then it it works out. But at your own cost. You can't your like own sit own cost, around baby. waiting for like, oh, I'm so dope that somebody no. should yeah, no. put me on. Because no, you no, could no, be no. that dope. You could. But the one thing you need for that fire is the willing the faith to like put it all on the line. Word. Every single time.
0: Word. I totally agree I'm glad you just said that. I'm I mean, so that's, glad you just I, said I, I'm, that. I'm going to
1: say, because you see, you see talent it's, all the time. But then you wonder, like, what what exactly is the issue? And you're like, oh, when that time got a little bit rough, they were like, ooh, let me go this easy yeah. way. That's yes. what happened. So they didn't, they didn't have the leg day. They right. didn't have the leg day. A lot of not having the leg day, you just didn't take enough steps. Mm. Now you're, like, behind because you didn't have the leg day.
0: Me and Ramon always preach to people. They always want to know, like, what's the cheat code or the secret. Like, there is no secret. The no. key is... What you said, show up, ask people for mentorship, ask people to internship. do shit for free. Like you said, do, do shit for free. Learn because, shit for free. Because yeah. unlike learn other shit. industries, you're not going to find this in the library. You're not going to find it on Google. You have to interact. You yeah. have to really get involved on a real personal level. Get the, thing is,
1: the thing is, though, right here, I would have said what you said was true four or five years ago. But it's not true, which makes it worse. In the sense that now you can find a lot of things on Google, and for that reason, a lot of people have these theoretical knowledge of doing stuff, but not real hands-on knowledge, and they and they feel that that's preparing them for a situation when nothing about cannabis is is theory. Once you're involved <laughs> with cannabis, like there's all kinds of things. So so before it seemed like. I would say, like, so when I came in into officially in 2014, yeah, there was Google, but I felt like people realized a little bit more, or it was at the tail end, that they needed to really establish a kind of relationship. As an educator, I have found more and more that although I have a ridiculous amount of free content out there on YouTube and Instagram, whatever, people ask me the most basic stuff that mm-hmm. they could like look up on Google but rather want to be regurgitated into them because they don't remember about going to the library and finding the book that says one nineteen point two you gotta go look for that shit. They're like <laughs> So now it's so easy that it's like you can look for it but then there's not a respect for the idea that no matter what, no matter how technology has helped us, you still need to put in the research. Yeah. I yeah. mean like the research, this one simple thing that I tell people all the time that they don't think about they're like, oh I don't know who who to me or everyone has different opinions. Nah, go to the experts. Look at a conference. Look at who exactly. is talking at the conference. Go look up those people who are talking at the conference if you respect that conference. Guess what? You have a nice foundation uh-huh. at that point of who you're going to bounce ideas and opinions off of rather than any random person who's, like, talking on Clubhouse.
0: Man, yes. Like, I just feel like if people want to do something, <laughs> if you really, really want to do something, you just go ahead and do something.
1: I it's like. I mean, simple. that is the situation. Because yeah. at the end of the day, who else is going to do it but you? Mm-hmm.
0: you no, know, it's that people want it to be perfect. And there is no substitute for experience and trial and error. And they just don't want the trial and error. They just want right away out the gate and it doesn't work like that.
1: And at the end of the day, that's what some lack of grit. If there's one thing, you know, I like really hate when people make any kind of blanket statements. Oh, the young, young people. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. One thing that is different, though, is because things were a little bit harder to there's just a little bit more grit and when you see some of the young people with a lot of grit you're like okay you realize that this is an uphill slug but it's like uphill slug and just when you think that you're not going to make it it's going to plateau again but that next uphill slug is going to be able to be done because you did this first set but people who want to like have this parabolic rise like out of nowhere don't realize you're going to get up there and not have any arm strength no leg strength things are going to happen and you're going to have no foundation upon which to, to, to draw because nothing prepared you for this moment. Right. You just got like leveled up by someone who was bigger than you. Just like woo, 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 woo. Yeah, you went from level one to three hundred and like that because someone yeah.
0: helped you out. It's touches cool. it. so I need to understand, you know, just to give people an understand of, you know, the things we go through in life make us who we are. So yeah. I believe you said originally from Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So explain to us how the journey started from Brooklyn. You said first generation Panamanian, right? Mm-hmm. And how it took you on all these journeys that you mentioned. How how did it all unfold?
1: Um, well, you know, <laughs> I had a childhood that was only focused really on education and extracurriculars that somehow fed into the education, right? So um, I started reading really, really early. So that was that was great. And I went to school a little bit early. Because of my birthday. My birthday is January 1st. And back then... My
0: sister's birthday is January 1st. Mine's the 27th Capricorn. Dang.
1: Oh, I fucking... Oh, it Lord. Energy. Yes. Okay, yes, exactly. So
0: <laughs> I, and because of
1: that, I was able to go into school a little early, one year early because of the whole five years, nine months kind of thing. It, it, it worked out, right? And that really prepared me for kind of always being a little bit younger than everybody, but trying to stay at or above. So I, I went all to the right schools. I ended up going to Stuyvesant for high school. so, and I went to Howard University on scholarship. I y'all don't
0: know New York, if you go to Stuyvesant, that's I mean, it's that's, you know, like, it's, a, it's, it's the
1: test, and it's the highest score in the test. That's why I went. I went there from 92 to 96. Then I went to Howard, and I did my major in mathematics, right? So, I, I feel it, I'm into math. Uh, mathematics. I ended up switching my very last year to psychology with a mathematics minor and came out not doing any of that because what I did was web design. So, it's the 90s, you know? So, it's all E, every I was a web designer from when I was in, in college, came out, and that's what I focused on. And I wanted to be somewhere warm. D.C. is not as cold as New York, but I wanted to be somewhere warm. I told the boyfriend turned husband, you need to go to a school that's warm. He transferred (laughs) to a school. He transferred (laughs) to FIU and then, like, we moved to Miami and that was, like, the best. I mean, being in your 20s and 30s in Miami is phenomenal, especially in the 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. And so I went there, but from the beginning, I just have a particular, I have a little bit of issue with authority. I'm an (laughs) independent spirit, right? And Uh so being a web designer was great, but uh, I I went to work for a firm for about a year and after that, that was the last real time I worked for for any, oh no, then I went to work for the school board and that's important because I had started smoking weed by then um, and I had to do a stretch of no smoking. 42 days. Mm. 42 days didn't smoke. Mm. As soon as I passed that drug test and they told me I got the job, I took a pull and I promised myself that day in 2004, I would never again have a job where I needed to be drug tested. Because there was never going to be a (laughs) situation where where my agency over my wellness was going to be contested by some idea of a job. And I was like, keep that in mind. And then I went... Mm. So I only lasted one year with this idea of another one of these jobs. Went to grad school for landscape architecture. So, like, art has been my thing for, like, a long time. Art and design. My dad's a draftsman. And um, I went to do landscape architecture, but my last semester... I was like, this is not what I want to do. And it was my first real pivot in my life, which was a little bit catastrophic, but I think it's important that we understand that just because we're doing something yesterday, if it no longer fits, then we're not doing that tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And um, it really fell in conjunction with the fact that I was helping my husband with our massage company, and we had just just had jay-z and beyonce and in a combination of being really into the law of attraction and just having this huge client situation i was just like i need to i need to believe my way into this so i'm going to just focus on our massage company and then we had the like terrible little recession thing that happened in 2008 9 so luxury luxury while ultra luxury buying was still fine the Upper luxury, like upper middle class luxury market really fell out. Nobody was going on vacation. I mean, Miami was beyond dead. Like all the hotels were at like 30%. It was really stressful. The only thing that helped was was I was growing my weed. I was growing my weed. And then we got this really big client and went on tour and all things went so great with that. But what I messed up with that is I put all eggs in one basket so that when I lost that client, that's why I fell into that depression that lasted so long that I realized I had to change my life. And, these things are lessons that I keep in my mind. So right now I'm very diversified in where I am getting my emotional and financial sustenance because I made a I mean a big a big crash with that one. I was like I didn't take care of any other clients except for this one person mm. and he fucked me. Right. <laughs> this I is see. like super super shit. bad. But mm-hmm. I but because i had seen what was happening in miami and a different mindset when i came to california it had a different approach like i definitely was all about growing well but i was growing with salt at the time i was not organic when i got to california i got to see like the beauty of organic uh growing the goodness for the environment the goodness for the taste and everything like that but then at the same time i was just like Everything in life has to be balanced, right? And sometimes in the culture, not so much now, but a little bit earlier, it was just like, all I care about is my weed. And that's all I care about. Marketing doesn't matter. None of, you know, these relationships to build outside of my little circle don't matter. So I found that a lot of the culture people and the real growers were very sequestered and maybe would only come down for like Emerald Cup, which is once a year, and that's when there would be a, a mixing of energy. And I saw a lot of good talent not exploding as it could with, because of not understanding the importance of that highfalutin shit like marketing. Like those things are, you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't dilute your love of the plan mm-hmm. because you understand that marketing and telling a story and, and and now is the time to tell your story type of thing. So... I came in starting to make hash, and, and I'll tell you how I got into making hash, but my approach was was very much influenced by living in Miami and being from New York, which is understanding that people need a package to understand. They need a story mm-hmm. to be told. They need to mm-hmm. be able to feel mm-hmm. like they're part of something. Mm-hmm. And so... My first bit of time with regard to social media was, like, only education for about four straight years. And while that was fine, it kind of established me as an authority with regard to hash. I realized that I would be pigeonholed unless I revealed all the ways that cannabis involved in my life. That's why you're nice. going to come to my page and you'll see something about skateboarding or eating right or yeah. exercising and hash and mm-hmm. travel. Because I believe that all of us who really enjoy cannabis integrate cannabis in many ways in our life. So it's not just this one thing of well I'm taking like 8,000 dabs or whatever like that. It's no, I'm doing work. You know what? I could use a little bit of focus. Let me have a little bit of a CV joint and and just keep it moving kind of thing rather than it being so much of a fetish performance. And I'm not gonna lie. I understand marketing also I know that there are people who wanna see me just smoke, but at the exactly. same time that's not the majority of my education. I'm, let me teach you guys some hash. A let me shy. let me let me teach you about some about growing some cannabis and maybe you'll come to my classes. You know? That whole package mm-hmm. is important and I, I have to tell you that I feel your vibe because you understand the idea of the package. If you only come at it on one side, it's it's always going to be unbalanced and that's going to work
0: out. So now this this comes up to the next question. It's very simple but Mm -hmm. it's powerful because we need people to understand things, right? What is Hash?
1: Oh, very simply, okay, if you see how you break it, oh, mm-hmm. this is not on camera, it's breaking up some weed right now. If you take any piece of weed and you touch it and you crumble it a little bit, if you're feeling the stickiness, the sandiness, mm-hmm. that is resin. Those are the trichomes, and hash is the collection of resin. That's it. Whether it's going to be solvent-based, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be solvent-free mm-hmm. or solventless, mm-hmm. making hash is the collection of the resin that is found on the outside of the bud of the plant. That's
0: Boom. it. There That's you have it, ladies it. So, and gentlemen. One-on-one crash course on Right there. Hash.
1: Right there. Though I'm solventless, so I'm always pushing that solventless that vibe. Solventless
0: what, what, sol- what is... Let's, let's, keep, okay. let's, let's keep, 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 keep elaborating. Keep elaborating. Ooh, baseballs baseballs I will tell you. I
1: will ten, tell you. Yes,
0: right? behind no, no,
1: he, This one over here already told yeah, me he yeah. got all the, all the solventless on, on yeah, deck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let So I... Okay. <laughs> so the <Like>, thing <laughs> What's
0: the difference between solvent and sure, like, what's, solvent? Sure. solvent. break it down. A
1: solvent is a chemical in which dissolves the trichomes and then you from that resin you can evaporate off or vac off the chemical solvent leaving just the resin Mm -hmm. that is the ideal situation when you're dealing with solvent not everyone can do the most phenomenal job with that but everyone on the General, anyone on the rec market, because they're tested, and a lot of people who are on the medical market that were high-end could mm-hmm. do that. So your solvents that you, most people know about, uh, they call them things like this. They're like, oh, do you do dabs? Whenever people say that, generally they're actually talking about solvent, not solventless. But, mm. and, or, oh, I smoke that crumble. I smoke that shatter. Those are different <laughs> types of solvent uh, concentrates. And so you solvent, wouldn't call those hash. Well see the thing is right now in the last 2 years everyone's storing that under like the same name right so then you will say so then you so now then you'll say this is solvent hash and solventless hash and solvent free hash mm-hmm. But, but just several years ago, that wasn't the case. But Correct. right now, the idea of collecting any amount of resin in whatever form is hash making. You know mm. what I'm saying? So then if someone tells me they're a hash maker, I'm like, solvent or solventless. That's what I'm going to ask. Mm. I'm not going to ask solvent-free because solvent-free is just a furthering of the solvent process. So if you're using butane hash, butane for BHO, butane hash oil, propane, even <coughs> limonene, which is a... um which is a terpene, mm-hmm. it's very caustic, and it can be used as a, as a solvent. So those are your main ones. You know, you see your nice, beautiful diamonds. Those diamonds, y'all into the diamonds, that's probably going to be solvent, right? Mm-hmm. If you do such a good job, well, good is relative. If you do such a refi- good refining job such that there's just THC and no contaminants and or other things like terpenes or anything just down to a distillate that's solvent free that means it started off as a solvent process but it's now completely free of solvents and that means solvent free. The solvent free um industry sometimes wants to push in on the solvent list and run right on that name but they're not the same. <clears throat> Solventless only comes in four forms. Charis, which is the original concentrate, which is garnered by lightly rubbing one's hands up and down the plants to create several layers of resin, which are then scraped off at the end of that process. So that's that's the original live resin. Those are live plants that are being touched, mm-hmm. and the trichomes are being rubbed all over the hands. So that's that. You have dry sift, which is taking plants, cutting them down, harvesting them, and then using a variety of methods to get the resin off from a mechanical standpoint, whether it's uh, like a beating with sticks or running it over a series of uh, screens, that's dry sieve You have ice water hash making, also called bubble hash making. That's what I'm most known for. That's using ice and water to agitating with some uh, material, whether it's going to be fresh frozen or cured, to be able to get resin off and it's going to be all wet and then dry it. And so that is, that's where the majority of solventless is, but it's moving to the next process, which is rosin. So rosin is when people have solventless, and you mentioned I have my puff code. when people have solventless and they want to make sure that their banger stays as clean as possible, you don't have to worry about any charring, which is going to happen when you're dealing with anything really less than five-and-a-half-star bubble, people are pushing for rosin. rosin. Dank rosin, I mean, hits you as nice as any BHO, and... You have that mentality of knowing it is healthier and it's the thing. It's it's, it's healthy, it's tasty, and it it will get you as high as you can ever imagine. Uh, So those are the four things. Charis, Drysif, Bubble Hash, and Rosin. So
0: in your opinion, you just basically highlighted the Rosin as being the healthiest and best form.
1: Well, solventless in general. Okay. Solventless in, in general. Rosin just being the thing that you can guarantee that with your fancy uh, banger, your nice glass, it's going to... This guy over there is always
0: no. pumping rosin. He's she's, the biggest... Is spending uh, jewels or not, he's the. He's the, he's the biggest promoter of uh, rosin in the tri-state area.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? So, the one thing that, like, I mean... It's going to give me, make me give a person the side eye if they say something to me like, this is a full melt rosin. I'm going to look at you funny because that doesn't make any sense. Rosin is oil, so therefore it melts. Full melt is a designation of bubble hash. So when we're talking about melt, we're caring about whether that's a one star, two star, three star, four star, five star, or six star full melt. Rosin, because of its process, should melt if you have anything left over that wasn't that good of a process and uh so what you're looking for is the most flavorful the most stable whether you're going to do cold cure you're going to do jar tech fresh press whatever it is make sure how it is in the beginning is how it is at the end i gotta tell you when i was judging emerald cup just two months ago some entries got a little knocked down just because they weren't able to maintain that stability we wanted to see
0: Consistency, right? Consistency. So let me ask you a question. What was either the person, thing, or place that gave you the epiphany to make hash oh. and was your niche that's, and serverless?
1: That's, that's easy. Okay. Frenchie. It was Frenchie. it was that People need to know. Frenchie cannoli. So, what happened was, when I went to um, California the first time mm-hmm. to go and find an apartment, get my medical card, and, and I wanted to go to this cup, I had already had it in my head that, like, cups were, like, my little magic touch. That's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. That's how I learned about hash. So, like... Even though I was growing for 10 years, I came over to California not not trying to do anything with hash. I was trying to grow weed and do media. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. I knew media was important. I knew weed was important. Um, and so I went to this cup, and I'm trying to do dabs. See, at the time, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just trying to do some dabs. So I'm, I'm dabbing every lip, everything that's yellow I can see. I'm trying to take some dabs. And uh, I run into this booth that is really well-appointed. There are a lot of people. I'm just like... I kind of bully my way to the front, and then I'm very disappointed because there's, like, just loads of chocolate, just boom, boom, boom of chocolate on, um, on the table, and I'm just like, and I don't like chocolate.
0: Me neither. You see, great minds think alike. I
1: mean, that's not like that that special. Right? So I'm like turning around a little bit, a little pissy on that. I was like, oh, well, here's this chocolate. And this man goes, this is not chocolate, this is hashish. Mm-hmm. I said, well, can you dab it? But of course. And mm-hmm. so I took a little dab there, boom, went about my way, went back to Miami, moved my family, you know, my cat to my husband. We moved over. And then I was trying to find a job. I was totally fine to be a, a bud tender because I wanted to be able to interact with patients and understand. In the industry from all parts you know what i'm saying i was like like i just said i had all these celebrity clients but i wasn't i wasn't having any issue with like starting from the beginning because then i know that i'm solid 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 but no one everyone looked at my resume they weren't trying to hire me right so i went to another cup and i saw Frenchie, again, this this little French guy. Again, just put yourself out there. I asked him to coffee. Found out we were both web designers, in the, you know, a couple days later. Mm-hmm. We are both web designers in the 90s. We went on to do different types of design after that. We had a good vibe. And then he asked me if I would write for Weed World magazine about hash. I was like, definitely. I'm definitely going to do that. That's mm-hmm. what, I don't know anything about hash, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: a, I'm definitely going to do that, right? So I'm, I was thinking that that was going to be fine. But then the man says to me, oh, in order to write about hash with any authority you need to learn how to make hash i was like oh i so don't want to mm-hmm. do this part though right. and the first day i made hash september 4th i mean september 10th 2014 i was like oh this is what i do this is it and the next week we pressed hash in his frenchie tech uh style for the first time and i was just like oh if i do nothing else This is what I do. And that's been since 2014. I've been pushing it since then. And, like, I'm, you know, I took a a break (coughs) for three years while we transitioned from medical to to adult use. Mm -hmm. And I've only been doing my, like, hash consulting and my classes and whatever. And while that's been good... I'm about to get back on the shelves. I'm, Mm -hmm. like, doing a legal collab, Mm -hmm. so in a couple months, I will be back on the shelves again, so I'm pretty excited about that.
0: Nice. we're excited for you, and we're excited you're here. Hell yeah. I've been dying to ask this question since we got here. Uh What is this whole chalice? Oh,
1: this is the chillum that I wanted to give. That I like blessed my way.
0: Help me understand what this whole.
1: Okay, this is a chillum pipe. The chillum is a pipe originally from India. It is actually the. What you would smoke charas in, as charas is the original concentrate. And what's interesting about it, it's a straight conical pipe. And in the middle is what's called a chillum scone. And it's just another, it looks kind of like this, but it fits perfectly in there. And it directs the flow of smoke. As you, as you inhale, and it cools it down. So smoking the chillum is a very communal event, and there's something special about it. Even as much as we like to pass the joint, pass the blunt, whatever, yeah. The, the breathing <coughs> exercise Of smoking the chillum Just makes you feel Like, like you're in cipher And community With the people mm. Who are who you're with So when I lead A chillum ceremony Like with my um, I have this hosting service Called Chillum with the chillum I don't allow chillum people To the look the at chillum. their phone Yeah yeah You're chilling man we, I don't allow people To look at their phones Or anything Our conversations Are all based on what's here We mm-hmm. like create something In this moment That we're mm. That we're passing The and, smoke and, and now
0: in the times We live in That's actually The most sanity way to share if you're gonna be sharing yeah
1: "Yeah, exactly so you know we're living in some strange strange (laughs) times you know what i'm saying some strange 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 times just like sharing i'm gonna hope that i can get an opportunity to to bless you out on some chillin' yeah i got to smoke yeah and and we got some good footage about it yeah that was good that was good
0: it was it was good so let's do uh uh Let's say um, some role playing. Okay. So I'm a student. <laughs> I'm here to Ooh, learn about. To. I'm here at the Dank Duchess class. I'm here to learn about cannabis cultivation and hash. How? What's the What's, what's the, like the first? What's, what's the, the first 101? thing you teach him? Yeah.
1: Uh, oh my gosh! The pressure. Yeah. <laughs> like what's the first? It depends like, if we're gonna do about cultivation or we're gonna do about hash. Because I'm gonna go. okay, look, you if you're go. gonna okay. do about hash, but the person's gonna be a cultivator, I'm gonna say the best hash comes from choosing the right cultivar. That is super, super important, right? You can be the best hash maker and have the most ideal conditions, but if you, don't, you haven't chosen the right cultivar, your efforts will be for naught or just you know, just working too hard. And when we're saying the right cultivator, I mean the cult cultivar, what we're looking for are fat heads with medium-sized stalks not too long stalks and anyone who wants to care anything about hash making or cultivating should have a loop a photographer's loop or a usb um a usb camera at all times i think i have one in my bag right now just because in case anyone wants to show me some weed i could like check it out right now <laughs> to see if that's good weed. <laughs> so
0: since um you know part as you know you know we just recently passed adult use here in New York Mm -hmm. part of the bill is home grow so let's go into the cultivation 101 because we're going to have a ton of people now in New York State that are going Mm -hmm. to start experimenting and trying to understand how to do this so what is 101 for cultivation for anybody trying to grow at home
1: if anyone's trying to grow at home understand that growing at home is not too it's it's not too complicated. After all, we call it weed for a reason. Mm-hmm. It can grow like in just about any condition. The biggest thing, the biggest thing, is always about overwatering. That's like the biggest thing people mess up with all of plant care, especially cannabis. People want to give it so much love, and they feel like let me just keep giving it water. At the end of the day, you're looking for if you're first starting off, go with soil. Soil is very forgiving. Soil, uh, what happens is it will. If you do a little bit too much of something or a little too little of something, soil will often balance it for you. So go with soil. Make the decision whether you're going to go with seeds or with clones. Uh, If you're taking clones from anybody, disinfect, quarantine for two weeks at least because you don't want to bring bugs into your new garden. It's really a big problem. Spend the money on getting good quality lights. You don't have to get the $4,000 LEDs, but do not get, as we would say in Panama, Chichipati lights. You know what I'm saying? Get lights that, like, get some standard T5s. Like, any little closet can hold a T5 that has the four tubes. You can do two or three plants underneath that. That's initial with veg, and know that you're going to need a different light for your flower. It's going to cost you a little bit of money, but once you have set that up you can really take care of yourself over and over and over so soil get some good genetics or if you're gonna whether it's seed or clone don't overwater. go as organic as you possibly can don't get afraid that your plants don't think your plants need to be cannabis cup ready right off the top give yourself grace and try and try again Nice. and really just do it over and over I'm telling you I, before I started after California I was born for 10 years mm-hmm. three of those years were cracking weed guess what I was smoking it and I was understanding like oh this is why this happened and that why that happened you gotta be willing to fail a lot of people are really scared to fail
0: there you have it ladies and gentlemen now please you please. can legally start mm-hmm. practicing and trying to trying to you know create your own little small cultivar home like the duchess said it doesn't have to be perfect but practice makes perfect mm. so now I'm gonna flip it a little bit I know we talk, we've talked, we been talking about weed and growing and all this shit the whole time and mm. a, lot weed, a lot of weed a lot of weed a lot of smart talk a lot of this shit <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to the barbershop cause sometimes that's the where shop. Shop. <laughs> that's where me and him get a lot that's of our information CNN. that's our CNS. Okay. get all the good information bar- the, the barbershop bar- bar- shop. You you know okay. I mean I yeah. go to the barbershop
1: right before 420 so I can get it all shaped up the barber or
0: you get the good and reliable information so in the barbershop i heard them the the lady duchess uh-huh. It has some skill on the pan. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've been playing for
1: 32 years. and so. You played
0: for Marshall Montano in the in the, in the in the in the in the I didn't
1: play with Marshall. No? I played with like you uh, played uh,
0: who you I played, played play with? Tell me, tell oh, me. I don't know. I mean know, like if you know, know anything about Pan, if you know about Pan like so, yeah, yeah, I've been playing for
1: 32 years, man. I played my first big people I played with was Bradley, I am proud. I played for Brad Clive Bradley three years, 90, 91, 92 with Metro Steel Orchestra. I played with Cassim. Nice in 1992 in 94 95 I played with Pan Rebels I got to play a little bit of um, um, Boogsy's music in 95 also 97 98 99 I played with Invaders USA I played in 98 99 (coughs) 2000 with Pan Chinni Pan America and then in 2001 when I moved to Miami I went with what now is my favorite brand is 21 21st Century Steel Orchestra, mm. headed by Big Mike. And what was big about that situation is that right before I went to California, I got the opportunity to learn how to to start learning how to tune pan. And I was one of like less than 10 women in the world that was tuning pan. So nice. I was like setting up my situation of being like a one-of-one a one type of situation. But I, I went to do the weed thing, then I got into hash and you know. Yeah I, There are more and more women and black women making hash, but you know, you know who starts. You, you are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you are a renaissance woman From music All, <laughs> all the, the shit i seen She's a, She popping with it now, now I go to a different Barbershop than him okay, You know no. My barbershop 3, 4 in the morning Ding, 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 ding Merengue, salsa, playing. That's, oh, that's where you shit. get The good info okay. Watch the high So they told me that you've also been featured on Bong Appetit yeah. as a consultant or like
1: a judge. Oh, yeah, I did. Tell so us uh, about that experience. Well, my first time I did uh, Bong Appetit was uh, uh, season one for, it was called, um, that was and when Abdullah was the host. And that was for Bon Appetit birthday. So that was a, I was a guest while it was really nice, good food. Now, mind you, as much as I smoked. As much as I smoke, I'm not really good with edibles. (laughs) Edibles are not my thing.
0: Edibles are not my Those are different categories.
1: I'm sure that is like, so when they told me we're coming down, it's going to be all edible. We want you to eat. And I was like, oh my gosh, please let me know. This is microdose. Please. I have my CBD in my pocket at all times. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to come down, whatever. And that was a great experience. I didn't do season two, but then in season three, I got a chance to make hash on the show for one episode that was, I think, episode six was puff puff pastry where i made hash there and they were going to use the hash in uh one of their infusions and the other episode i was a judge and i was you know Eating and again it was micro-dosed amount of food so I didn't act crazy. I was know really a good nervous. friend
0: of ours that also has been featured on there as a judge, Miguel Trinidad.
1: Oh yeah, he was uh uh-huh. the, one of the chef. He was yeah. Chef Miguel. Yeah, Exactly. He's, he's a good friend of ours. He was super ours. super nice, and yeah, I taught him how man. to chill him too. I taught. Nice. Guys, I mean I didn't teach be real because he already knew, but like I got got him to hold one of my big uh oh's, which is like a big seven gram joints, and we smoked. Chill them all around. It he
0: provided good. the tinctures for the drinks that we had that night at the 420 event. Oh, yeah, that's the that's homie, nice. man. He yeah. fucks us, man. That's our, that's our Dominican brother right yeah, there. Miss yeah, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, man. He was so. sweet. All right, so
0: let's move on to the psychedelics. Ooh,
1: Ooh let's, psychedelics. Let, let's, just, let's that get, let's pushy, get pushy, funky. Yeah. Let's get funky.
0: So when did you start experimenting with psychedelics?
1: Actually, I would say about 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. What did you try I first? What's, oh, what's I'm, nah, I'm going to yeah. tell you, like, although I, I do love my psychedelics, my psychedelic scope is really, really limited, meaning I really just mess with my mushrooms.
0: Right, so, okay, now that's so okay.
1: Mushroom, I mean, I've had LSD also, but I really just mess with mushrooms. So the mushroom, what happened is the cannabis opened my eyes to the many different doors that you know we can have of experience and then once i made that first step there and then i understood what the lethal dosage of psilocybin was in terms of i couldn't kill myself on it whatever i tried it i tried it one time then i tried it again and then i tried it again and it was therapy the truth of the matter is it was the therapy that i couldn't afford to regularly get but my husband sat there while i like went into it, and then I took a time where I just didn't do any mushrooms for a long time for like seven years i I just kind of like shut down in that way and it wasn't until i got got over to California that I started doing mushrooms a lot more on a focused mission to understanding myself and understanding my experience and understanding. More about the world, and in the last few years, microdosing—that's between microdosing and macrodosing, but on schedule—that has I feel like has really tightened my life up, like a corset, just cinched it up.
0: I started my journey recently uh, in December, December, um, no, 2019. Or MJ Biz. Mm-hmm. That's when I started my journey with the microdosing, I would say no, I would say and no, I was no, no. and I was so nervous because you know you hear the stigma. We had a conference, all these things. So, you know, I was always scared because I always try to be productive and not, uh, you know. And oh, a that, was a, that was a hell of a and, night. And I told myself, we're in Vegas. Uh-huh. If I start tripping and I don't feel comfortable, I won't go to my room. I don't yeah. have to go to the car driving. Right. And it was quite the opposite, as you said. It was That Michael dosing it made me more focused and more productive and, and made me feel the energy better. And yeah. that's when I started you know my opinion. I'm
1: definitely I'm definitely with that. When we decriminalized in 2019, that's when I actually started being as vocal as I am now. Although, you know, my art I I paint mushrooms and I've talked about mushrooms for years, through my social media journey, I really started like pushing that and talking about and and show me harvesting it and stuff like that because I really believe in cannabis, hashish, and psychedelics and and all three of them. And the reason why I make a dif- differentiation between cannabis and hashish is because I find that the experience that I have on just smoking cannabis is very different than the experience that I have on just smoking hashish. They're they're for different reasons. For one, hashish I find is focusing very much more than cannabis which is like blossoming of ideas and Mm. psychedelics also in their various forms on micro level super super focus a little bit more that party fun like festival a little bit more that all that therapy a little bit more that (laughs) so
0: so the real question is when we taking shoes together
1: oh hey i'm right that's always always
0: like an experience because people don't understand it's it's like cannabis you kind of want to do it with someone who's kind of beyond the same page as you so it's like you want to get on your trip but you're like yo you want your friends to be on that trip as well
1: as long as you're on now i find when it's for me when it's too much of that introspective part like then I'm trying to be me myself and I. Okay, like well, that, well, yeah, well, once you that, get that. a little into the one one point five to three point five, and you're just like going through all your, your journeys <laughs> and scratching in there and <laughs> deep in there, asking yourself questions, you know. Um, but some people do that like group therapy type of thing with regard to psychedelics. I feel like there's just a little bit too much energy bouncing all around, and that's a little bit heavy and a little <laughs> bit much for me. But, you know, do you, whoever came, you
0: know. So what would you um, <coughs> advise to somebody that, you know, wants to try it but is scared like I was? How would you advise them to go about it first time, to experiment, to get familiar with psychedelics so they can have a pleasant experience?
1: I would advise anybody to do a little research first right so there's some really good websites shroomery.org Arrowhead nice. Is a, See, a I didn't big know that. Shroomery like been around for at least 20 years at this point. Wow. And like every single type of question you could possibly ask about the mushroom experience is available or talked about constantly on Shroomery. So I feel that it's important to understand that one of the most major uh, contributors to the experience is your set and setting, right? So if you're going into the experience super, super afraid, like you said you were afraid, but then you came to a, parent, a place of acceptance of like... Okay, you know what? If I feel I can't handle this, I'll take myself out. So, if people are going to try something for the first time, calm. A sense of calm is necessary. Even, you you might want to sit there. Even for a microdose, you might want to sit there, even though you're not going to sit around and do much. You're going to go about your life. That's that's what's Mm -hmm. nice about a a microdose. Mm -hmm. You're... You just feel that extra little bit of confidence. A little yeah, bit of extra... Yeah, a little that, bit of extra actually, competence. Takes on it, it takes off the edge. It takes off the edge and capability. You're just like...
0: And the thought th- 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 process, th- right? Like, it's yeah, like dude, you're it's spitting she, bars. Like, like, you just so flowing. Like, you're dope. just streamlined. Yeah.
1: Funny thing is, like, you know, talking about that, like, uh, by the way... I'm not gonna do it right now, but I spit bars from time to time.
0: Oh I you can't you can't say I that. Can say and that you, and then but not I'm Duchess. I can't say that. Can,
1: you know what's gonna happen? Then you're just gonna be like, What is she talking about? Maybe I play Pan and spit bars, like Come on. That's and crazy. <laughs> for real, for real. For and real. I love it, man. In any case, my thing is I when I play it. like when I'm playing classical music and I'm really, really precise, I don't smoke. It's like one of the few times I don't smoke like at all. I'm talking about hours before. However, microdosing mushrooms before that technical oh man, you know oh. my hands are like oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with it I am with it but I don't smoke before if I'm gonna be playing and I need to have my the the almost staccato movement of my brain then I don't smoke at all I I tried that one time it was such a unpleasant experience and I was as my family would say, what's an embarrass uh, that didn't work out.
0: So movies. I wanted to ask you because, uh, you know, me and Ramon are 1st generation the you Dominican, boss, now boss. knowing that you're Panamanian and mm-hmm. also Latin, we know that in our culture, weed was looked upon worse than cocaine. So I wanted to know <laughs> yeah, how, how like it was for your culture, you being Panamanian, how was it, how, what kind of stigma was it at home or was it accepted or how was it?
1: Well, I had a, like, a slightly different situation because my... It, my family has its own little had its own little secrets, like no one talking about things, but we knew and so it seemed like my grandfather smoked weed and everybody knew that he uh smoked weed and my grandmother may have been like a little surface kind of dealer herself in Panama, but nope but but cannabis usage was not something anybody did right that's not that just and and that wasn't even a conversation that was had but that's not anything anyone did i didn't know anything about drugs my parents having me at school 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 school, school. i didn't know anything about that at all but what happened was my aunt my cousin got like, a really bad case of depression. Then they put on this medicine and then this. She ended up on one of those little seven medicine situations, this medicine to take care of that medicine. And one time I said to my mother, I was like, you know, she could just try cannabis. My mom's dead silent, didn't say anything. I was like, ooh, that's not good, that's not good. Uh, But then, in 2013, so I'm talking about, like, A couple years later. So she hasn't said anything. I haven't said anything again. A couple years later, Sanjay Gupta and that 2013 special, right? So I I knew that was on, but I didn't say anything to my mom. I get a call. Chila! Chila, don't you tell. I'm like, she is going off about this thing about how cruel it is and how it's so wrong. And I was just like, yeah, mommy, for real. This This is wrong. Chila, this is wrong. I was like. Well yeah. what she
0: was saying was wrong was like what was happening. What was
1: happening, like basically, you know, he featured like three people and one of them was this woman with cerebral palsy who was like okay. on a fixed budget and she used to like have twenty dollars a week but she would drive across state lines to so then get like weed from this shady ass dude and then that like one twenty dollars had to last the whole week and all her spasticity and everything and I think that's what's important for Not not you want to trot out people and their sicknesses, but a lot of times people cannot wrap their head around, you know, there's a big cognitive dissonance of the government cares for the people, so therefore the government wouldn't tell us a lie something that cannabis is terrible for you but then again you're seeing this woman who is like her quality of life is terrible but she has to do something illegal in order to get the quality of life so it's just kind of like for her medicine it's it's just kind of like well how could cannabis be so good but the government be against it but how could the government and and so sometimes what ends up taking the l is people like oh cannabis can't be that good it's just those people who love weed that much that believe it because it just doesn't make any sense that you know if it's so good then why wouldn't every why wouldn't all the doctors be about it and when they see something like very much like this woman was wheelchair bound and stuttering and everything and her being able to breathe freely and such like that for people seeing is believing and sometimes they need to like see like Mm -hmm. you know that kid had all those seizures and now that kid does not have seizures They might have something with this cannabis thing. Even though we're like, we've been telling you. Okay, fine. You're going to believe this. They need to, they, you know what they, mean? they
0: need to see it. I completely agree with you. Yeah. That's going to lead up to my next question because, you know, I really value your opinion. You know, mm-hmm. you having traveled so much and, you know, seeing the industry in a national perspective, the international perspective. New York just, you know, went legal about when it's adult use, you know. So now, what do you think now, like, you know, the financial, cultural capital of the world finally getting on board? What do you see it doing for New York, for the country, and for the world as far as, like, what do you see, what role do you see it playing in the future and the impact that it can have on the cannabis industry?
1: Well, I'm going to stay optimistic and say clean money can do a lot for cannabis clean money. When I say clean money, I mean money that is not tainted by a bottom line perspective, which is something that happened with uh, in California and truthfully it was a lot of New York investors came over to California don't don't really understand the life cycle of cannabis or all the variables at play, threw money at the situation, really hammered how they wanted things. People lost a lot of their livelihood, lost a lot of money, lost a lot of plants. So when I say clean money, it's people who are coming with a good heart about cannabis, who are coming to the situation understanding that although cannabis is indeed an amazing economic boom, the very first thing we need to be thinking about is the health and wellness of ourselves, our families, our community, and society. That kind of money can be amazing because you, you'll see I, I mean you are dealing with people all the time yes you 're on the the party and lifestyle scene, but you know everybody has an idea and you know what people would would be able to do with micro investments sometimes people just need a thousand dollars to get something to get something going and so money feeding innovation will have us pushing forward with our education and our research and such like that. And New York is the capital of the world. Every single bit of influence you could think of is here. So for me, as a person who travels a lot, I'm immediately thinking about the, the curated experience of cannabis. Rather than just the transactional part of dispensary life, I'm caring about how do people interact with each other when cannabis is there. And what you're doing with Happy Monkey, that's something that, like, you said, it was you that who went to Amsterdam. Okay, so have you done the Barcelona scene yet?
0: No, not yet.
1: Dude, don't want to hate on Amsterdam. But but Barcelona. The Barcelona scene is where it's at. And the thing about that is, like, when the reason why I was at your party for the amount of time I was at your party is because that is the energy of the Barcelona scene. And I like Wepa. that. I that I like that at all, which is which is not like a standoffish stush approach. To I just can't really do the stand around kind of vapid, you know, bit of conversation. That's like not my thing. So everybody has a different kind of vibe. Uh You know what I'm saying? So Uh there's going to be a different different place for everybody. There's at no point is it going to be like this is only going to be the standard or this is going to be the standard. And that's one of the things about New York. There's just so many people that every niche can be taken care of.
0: Correct. Yeah. Correct. I, like I like that. I like no, that. No, thank you so much for that. I think that this insight. is a good one. I think this is a fun yeah, one Yeah, Definitely I think this is fun. I because think- um, you know, uh, you know, we've been waiting eighty years for this, the prohibition that mm-hmm. was part of our celebration on four twenty and you know, it's it's gonna be very interesting to see on a different note aside from the business on a social mm-hmm. on a social justice perspective how you know, the next generation is not going to have to grow up like we did where, you know, me and Ramon always talk about I thought it was normal growing up in Harlem, him going up in the Heights to be arrested up to 20 times from 15 to 25 for consuming this plant. That was normalized. Like, 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 oh, they took took a duchess today or she'd be out in the morning. That was normal. They normalized that. So now that the next generation will not have to deal with that, and don't have to worry about um, having this on their record to not get into college, to getting jobs. So all these things, that barriers that we didn't realize that we were facing because they normalized it yep. so much in urban that areas that it, we, we thought it was you know just what it was. And now that these, who, how much more can uh, these areas and people grow and be main part of society? They don't have these things over their head anymore. Yep. So it's going to be very interesting to see the future and how much more productive people can be without having this because you know it's a scalpel to be used to let me touch your car let me say, I mean, it was it was it, it was went always, into so many other things. That's
1: that's a, that's the thing that was like a like a domino effect. You know what I'm saying? So not only are you worried about not, not even what you know that it's gonna happen. You're gonna be arrested, arrested, arrested. It's gonna affect you in this part of your life, but then it's also gonna affect this other part of your life, which is gonna make it harder for this other part of your life. So then it's just like it was always a an entry point for making sure that you will always be marginalized. It was an entry point always to making sure that you keeping that prison pipe, pipe like going and so for the younger people who now you know no law is perfect none of that situation Mm -hmm. at all is perfect but to be relieved of a little bit of the terror and that's the thing a lot of times people you know now they're talking about living in the inner city you know the results are PTSD but I think that there are many different reasons that we can have PTSD but if nothing else when it comes down to making the choice between even if you don't know the endocannabinoid system is being balanced and keeping homeostasis this makes me feel better and this makes my day go along better but I need to like balance that with but I might be arrested and again that cognitive dissonance am I being arrested because I'm doing something bad and if it's really good then why am I you know that whole situation oh it's because I look like this ah Mm. lovely and then worse (laughs) than not being able to go on the ride seeing everybody else on the ride but they are on the ride just fine and they don't look like me but they doing the same thing and y'all giving them props on it Right? holy shit yeah on top of that really don't give a crap about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you really, not even worse, you really, not even apathetic, but you're really trying to hold me and my situation down. And that's, that's messed up. And it's better than anything that's not in that direction is better.
0: No, no, definitely, man. This has been amazing. Yeah, you're so knowledgeable. You make podcast. our job easy. Yeah. No yeah knowledge yeah, and information yeah, and yeah, insight man. and your vibe and energy is I, amazing. I, I basically, is was it, home it, smoking weed and just listening to you talk. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was too wordy. No, this is like the whole point. We want you to just like it's, it's, express it's, yourself um, as much as you can. It's time for the million dollar question and you yeah, being yeah. such an informative, insightful, energy person, I'm really interested to hear your answer. So we asked every guest if you had to describe whatever you know about Happy Monkey, the movement, the events, everything that the movement embodies in one word, what would it be and why?
1: I'd describe Happy Monkey?
0: Yeah. Well.
1: Hmm. I'm going to go with immersive. nobody's ever used that. Immersive. Why immersive? I'm going to go with immersive because... See, I, as someone who used to throw spa parties, parties in South Beach, I like how everything knitted in together. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you go to an event and it's like, oh, all this. Well, except that right and coming in it was 420 the vibe was up it wasn't right off the top i saw some dudes in blazers i saw some people in some sneakers so i know that it's like full vibe everything the step and repeat the ability to sit the dabs the 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 bar that wasn't like overly congested the two type the two types of music to give people options of where they're going all of that is immersive so that even the people and the first thing i heard about uh, when i was like oh yeah i was at that happy monkey party it was fire oh it looked fire from the from the Insta stories. even people who were watching i know y'all saw your numbers mm-hmm. on that people felt like they were at the party and they were immersed in the celebration along with us not that situation of we don't smoke the same that kind of mentality doesn't really like work looking with down with me. on people if or something like that, work that doesn't, with me yeah, because that doesn't. the thing is like It'd be great if we did smoke the same, because we, you know, what I'm saying, as long as right. we're on the same level, because we all deserve to enjoy cannabis in its in its best form. And like I said, I was there four hours. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thank
0: you for those kind <laughs> words. Thank you for hey, those kind man, words. We <laughs> we and we was vibing and dancing and chilling and and, 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 um, yeah. and that's what it's all about, you know. It's about the energy. I want to thank you for gracing us with your presence. Oh, thank, thank you for absolutely. having me. Coming, coming on yes. the boulevard yeah, was, and sharing knowledge. Telling the happy monkey world out there, you know, how to go about cultivation, yeah. how to go about, you know, um, hash, and explaining them all the difference between the solvent and the solver. We really yeah, appreciate it. You. It's yeah, my yeah, pleasure
1: you. being here. Thank you very much. Anything having to do with New York, and, yeah, and that's just to say, your name is not only in New York, so that's... No? Nah. <laughs> nah it's not me. I'm
0: sure David appreciated this segment a lot because he's a big advocate and like he's trying nice to tell people, nice. yo, concentrates is the way. It
1: is the way. Yeah. Is the, he is the
0: solvent-less, you know,
1: I mean, uh, speaker I for the
0: ever. East Coast. <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I can get to nah, know right. you. I like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. I, but I think this was great. Again, we appreciate you. I appreciate you. He appreciates yes. you. We Thank all you. Been. Everybody in the room, I'm sure, appreciates your energy that you brought today. Thank you. Very Thank much.
1: you very much for having me. And, you know, I look forward to our continued advice. Absolutely. But, absolutely. Involvement. So, I think so what, what
0: should the people out there look forward, like uh, near future or, you know, maybe distant future as far as like things, projects, things that they should look out for from the Dank Duchess, from oh. your classes, from your organization, just well, to keep an eye out for. This it.
1: is a big thing. I mean, like literally, I, I told you, I am, so it's been COVID can like whatever mm-hmm. but we're coming out of that and i'm you're like let's learn how to make some solventless let's yeah. make i yeah. make some yeah. good yeah. solventless yeah. whether yeah. you're a small yeah. uh yeah. you know your own little personal thing a little medium girl you got going on there or you have envisions of being the next nicotine or something let's learn how to make some really really go. good fire for yourself i know i know a lot of people be coming with cups and such like that i like good hash because i like to smoke it i like to judge it and i like the good experience so well, Check for that. I'll be bringing classes. I'll be bringing little parties and, and such like that. I got to come back home. So, so,
0: so where would they uh, be looking at? Like, where do they have to go to, find so, to find all that and stuff. keep up to, oh, date so to date on To these keep things.
1: up to date, besides social media, it will be on my website, which now that I'll be back home, I can work on. Like I told you, I used to be a web designer, and I can finish up. But definitely on my website, all events, all places we're trying to go, South Africa, Colombia this year
0: nice try to hear it so being we dad. welcome you back home queen you know we've always Thank been here, here. and you, you know you. we'll always have the green carpet you know you have some <laughs> in yeah. arms here absolutely, or whatever you know we're all about I plan on being back here like next month shit we're all about being part be of chillin'. the solution not the problem especially somebody like yourself that's coming to educate and bring positive energy Oh yeah and it, it's very necessary because you know like you know what we've been through over here so it's yeah. necessary people like you to come back at home with all the knowledge from around the so here. So very
1: happy to do so because, you know, once we are all on the same level, we the biggest thing is that we have the capacity to innovate within each other. And what happens is, like, we blossom the best garden. The more that we know, pff, we'll take it over. I like that. We blossom. Listen, like ladies and, and gentlemen,
0: you. we blessed y'all today. Queen yeah, <laughs> is, is, <dope. laughs> is, you know, uh, you know, Literally she could be anywhere in the world And she's here with us Dropped so much jewels for you guys Gave you a lot of different ways to start your hash And yep. cultivars, your little you home grows it. So look out for her She'll be coming back home And providing much more information Always remember ladies and gentlemen You're too blessed to be stressed yes. Things will get greater later For now, checking out Vlad the Duchess Ramon, Ramon. Till the next episode Peace, love and happiness Wow. <laughs> what's good everybody this is your nigga ralph trying to keep you fresh with the info from happy monkey every single podcast you already know what it is if you haven't followed us yet follow us on instagram at happy monkey underscore or happy monkey goodies now remember that's monkey with a u also if you haven't checked us out we're on youtube so check out our channel happy monkey tv keep us current live and everything with the culture